0: Hello, hello, and welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics, reconnecting to the essence of you. My guest today is a fellow inner MBA student with me, and uh, her name is Sagar Constantine. She's a recognized teacher, international speaker, and business psychology consultant with more than 20 years of experience. She's also the author of seven books, one of which is a big bestseller translator into five languages. All her books were born from her deep desire to bring awareness and change to the world. Hello, how are you doing, Zagar? Very, very good and great to see you. Well, I'm very excited and I'm, I shall add to that introduction that you are from Denmark and you are being my first Danish guest.
1: Oh, that is <laughs> exciting.
0: <laughs> Thank you for being in Back to Basics and I'm very, very excited. I know you have um fascinating journey. So let's start, you know, with the origin story. Tell us a little bit about you as a young person. What were you passionate about? What did you envision yourself to grow up to? Well, actually, what,
1: what I, I thought I was going to do was I wanted to be a musician when I was young, but I I thought quite early that I wasn't very good at anything either singing or playing an instrument (laughs) so so i had to give up that dream but i actually i did follow it for a few years it wasn't a a great success at all so when i uh, when i left college a a family member said to me have you have you have you seen this education in uh, television and i said wow that sounds interesting because i've always been creative and i applied for this position and got it and i started my career in television i started as a trainee and worked my way up and became a director in the end and has directed a lot of uh, big sports shows like uh, the Tour de France and the Olympic Games in Sydney and uh, oh my god that's yeah, exciting very exciting and and a very interesting job because i both worked in sport and the news department so i was always where you know things happened in the world but mm-hmm. uh,
0: that's interesting so but would you say that from the young age you wanted to be a musician because you like people or you like that kind of excitement I'm always curious about to see if that's eventually how you transformed that passion when you were younger into something else
1: I like talking to people I like to connect with people but I I think I like this that I I have this drive I want to I want to create something you know I think it was the creativity in me and I didn't know where else to put it because when I was at school I wasn't a good writer. I always got really bad scores and and I was so sad about it because I really liked, you know, writing my diary and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I never got recognized for it, my writing. So I gave up that pretty quickly and I thought, well, then I'll go into music instead. But that wasn't a mm.
0: success, not at all. But, but it's funny because then you write seven books. So you really came full circle and we're going to get there to that. But that's already, I love, that's a, a back to basic piece of wisdom, you know, it's like, you think you're not good at it, but then somehow the writing found uh, the way back into your life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it certainly did. And it's, it for me, it's also, you know, you get an impression from other people and you listen to other people, how do they see you? And, and that's how you, you actually create yourself and and people told mm-hmm. me you're not a good writer. Don't, don't worry, don't write, you know, but, mm-hmm. but it was really a great force inside me. I I love storytelling. And a part of that, you know, was also going into television because I love storytelling. So it's Mm -hmm. just another way of of storytelling being in television. I I really did tell a lot of stories.
0: Right. Of course, you were in the perfect place to tell a lot of stories. So you created this great career television. I'm sure a lot of, I mean, you're Beautiful woman. I mean, you definitely are the. You know, you can. I can imagine you, even if we didn't know it back then, that that that's uh, a great spot to be in. You know, and uh, you get to tell stories. And then you went into your own journey. And then at some point, you decided to to change to make a big change. Yeah, and that
1: was a big change because when I was in television, I I was very successful, and everybody, including the CEO of the television station, said, you know, he came up to me one day. Uh, I was 30 years old and he said to me, listen, Sagar, you, you're not going to be my successor, but, but, you know, one day you will be the director of this television station. I was like, what do you mean? Mm. That's really weird, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And so that's how people saw me. But even though I was very, very successful, I was working hard. Every day I went home and I had this emptiness inside. I had this this longing that i i couldn 't work out what it was. it was like a sadness combined with insecurity that I was trying to hide and on the outside I, everything looked perfect, but on the inside, there was so so many things missing and and I had all these different experiences in in television and one day I bumped into a psychopath path and and that was the turning point because i i I needed to look inside, dealing with this person and I suddenly realized how much betray there was and manipulation. And, and one day I was going home from work and I stopped on the street and I just started to, to throw up on the street. And I thought, this is really bad. I have to mm. listen to my body. I have to come back to myself. And the next day I went up to the TV station and said to them, listen, I'm going to quit my job. And I was like, no, you can't quit. I said, mm-hmm. like, Am. what are you going to do? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm leaving. Uh-huh. And uh, uh-huh. that that was kind of the beginning of, of it all. And I just knew I had to shift my focus from the outside to the
0: inside and and start my journey back to myself. Mm, I love that. Starting the journey back to yourself. That's uh that's also makes a good book title. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, a brainstorm. But uh, I I really love that you shared that because I think a lot of us feel that voice, we call it the voice, we call it the God feeling. We ca- Some people call it God talking to us, which in a way, I, I do believe that uh, if we believe that God is in us, then we know that that's, that's the voice, but that you recognize it, you know, like almost without hesitation i'm sure there was a lot of struggle but you hear people going through that for years yes. yeah. and it sounds to me that when you saw it you just saw it and you did what you needed to do yeah and that uh, that i'm sure took a lot of courage and then you did it and now you have no job and so can you share a little bit of that because i'm sure there was like oh my god what did i just do
1: <laughs> yeah, what did i just do well yeah I was um, I was moving on to the next part of my life. I I met a I met a guy who introduced me to Feng Shui, and I thought this is this is nonsense. I never believed in mm-hmm. anything that I couldn't you know hold on to, and he kind of said, "Well, come on, join me on a seminar," and I went, and I thought, "Wow, this is quite amazing." So we started mm-hmm. a business together, developed a new way a more modern way of using Feng Shui for personal development as well. And uh, then I wrote two books about it. And once again, you know, after being very successful, I felt this this voice once more saying, this is not it. You're not there yet. Mm -hmm. It was like I was putting on a coat with someone else's wisdom that I was delivering, practicing, teaching and and, uh, having my own business. But then again, I decided to uh, to make a change. So I sold my part of the business and I didn't know what to do then either. So mm-hmm. at this time, I decided that I wouldn't just jump into something new. I would leave it be. I would I would wait because I'm a fast mover, as you might be able to tell. Mm-hmm. I, I quickly mm-hmm. get ideas. I can do this. I can do that. Mm-hmm. So I said to myself, this time, you just have to wait. Wait for a signal for the universe. Wait for for guidance on what you need to do. How can you be a servant instead of that your ego runs off with you and and do something else? And um, I was waiting, and I was waiting, and I was getting really (laughs) impatient, and I thought this is going to take a long time, and it was only a few months. And I went to India. I had to go to India to a big meditation resort and teach. And on my way back, I'm sitting on the plane, and suddenly – My body started to shiver, and I feel this cold sensation running down my spine. And I'm sitting there on the plane, looking out the window and looking around, and suddenly I see this, what seems to be like a huge movie screen in front of me. And on the movie screen, I see the headlines of a movie, like I see the characters, and I see glimpses of the storyline, and I'm going, this is incredible. I look around the plane, and nobody else is seeing it because they're sleeping or looking at their tablet. And I'm going, wow. And then I also see a plane crash, which is not that great because I'm on a plane. And I'm going, I don't want to look into the fuse right now. You know? yes, 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 yes. So, so I don't know how this went on for. And I'm just sitting here and I feel this intensity of my body shaking and shivering at the same time. And then it dissolves. And and I grab my laptop and I think, well, I better write down what, I, what I've seen. And I write down these 10, 15 lines. And I can just hear myself saying, This is the story I'm going to write. This is it. This mm. is the message I've been waiting for. So that's how it all began.
0: Oh my God, that's so powerful. Like you were just a vessel from the message at that point and you just wrote it. And that became one of that became one of the main books. Yeah, that became the first one. Oh wow! Which is remind uh, I I you you have a lot of books. I was reading I'm like that's the life. That's the life.
1: That's the life. Yeah.
0: Great title. Great title. And I love it that you wrote. And I haven't uh, read any of them, but I will because they're very they they very intriguing. And and you wrote them in in novel format, which I think it's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: because a lot of self development, self discovery, I think, is written more on the like the teaching format, and you should do this and this. But I love the fact that you you wrote it as novels.
1: Yeah, for me, I mean, what I saw was a story, so I didn't. In that case, I did. I didn't have a choice to start to write it as a nonfiction. But I, I have written three, four, four nonfiction books. And I think, you know, the approach to a nonfiction book, as you say, is different because then you choose a nonfiction book because you want to learn something. But sometimes a novel is easier to digest because there's a story. And, and I kind mm-hmm. of wrap this insights and this wisdom into an inter- entertaining story where people, mm-hmm. they, can, they can read it if they want. They can just read the story and be entertained. But, but I think many people will find there are different layers and it's up to the mm-hmm. reader what kind of, what layers do you want to read the story from and on? Mm-hmm. And, and that's, um, I think that's nice. That's what I like to, to do. And also if, if I can reach more people and bring awareness in that way, I think it's wonderful.
0: No, I think it's a, it's so inspirational because we didn't touch upon like how did you change the, you're not a good writer into writing yeah. so many books, but you did. And you almost like, I'm sure they say, I'm not going to pay attention. I just have this feeling. Was that like you had the feeling you needed to write and that's it? Yeah,
1: it was. It was I remember the moment. I had a friend from television. He, he quit as well. And he came to see me at my home and he said, you know, I'm writing a book. And I looked at him and said, how can you write a book? You're not a writer. And he said, I don't care. I'm writing a novel. And I said, I want to write a novel too. Do you think I can write a novel? He said, why not? And then I didn't write a novel. I wrote my first nonfiction book, which became a, a bestseller and is translated into five languages. Uh-huh. After that, I thought, I'm not a bad writer. If I can write a bestseller in, in a nonfiction, of course I can write a fiction book as well. You know, but but... I just sat down every when when I got home from India, I created a space where I could write. And every day I sat down, I looked up to the sky, and I said, "What's going to happen today?" And then the story just unfolded. And all I had to do was write, you know. And when I completed the story, I just I reached out for a great editor and I said, "Well, can you help me lift this to the next level? Because this is what I know about writing. Can you help me here?" And she's been a great support with all three books. And I learned so
0: much about writing, you know, so it's been great. That is great. I I think that, I mean, your story, uh, it's a great one because it's a you're living proof that you can A, quit something that is very successful without knowing what's going to happen. But just, you know, if you come back to yourself and now you teach, and this is a lot of what you do is to bring to, to make people self-aware. So I'm curious about for listeners out there that see, identify, and recognize, oh, I've been there. Oh, I felt that. But they are not there where they have that self-awareness, that that extra push, mm-hmm. so to speak. I always say that in my, my I'm being successful with the podcast if somebody listens to it and this conversation and they get that extra energy they need yeah. to say, let me just try that and and let me do it. What's your advice when you work and teach people and work with people into how can we nurture that self-awareness? How can we uh, dig it out from wherever we have it? Yeah,
1: there's, there's two things I think that it's important to pay attention to. One thing is that, that when we realize that if we want to make a change in our lives, we have to look at that what the pain of what we are in right now has to be greater than the fear of what I'm moving towards. Mm -hmm. And if if the pain in what I'm in right now is not greater than my fear of what I'm moving towards, the change I'm going to make, I'm not going to make a change. And that is Mm -hmm. so important because usually the fear of making a change, will I succeed? Will I be a good writer? Will I make any money? Will people hate what I'm saying? You know, uh, will, will anybody read my books? Whatever, all these story, the things we tell ourselves that we're afraid of, the fear of moving towards the change in our lives has to be less than the pain I'm in right now. So we really have to to, to watch ourselves because we'll stay in what we are in as long as we fear the change more than the pain that we're in, which is quite interesting mm.
0: and, and usually it takes a lot of pain to make a change. So absolutely. I think sometimes like I think you see the pain that other people are in because if you're with somebody and they tell you I hate my job and there you know this person that complains in and out no, from morning to night. Yeah. They are dragging through life. And I always call it the is it Friday yet syndrome, which is <laughs> a book, I mean, the writing because like, you get in an elevator in an office building. yeah, And I always tell count how many people mm. on a Wednesday or a Thursday or a Monday tell you is it Friday yet or three more days to Friday, two more. Like they count just to make it to Friday, just to have two days off. And that's the way a lot of people are living. Yeah. And they are almost unaware that they're living like that, that like they almost don't see the pain, but the pain is there. It's just, they don't recognize it.
1: Yeah. You get colorblind. I say, you know, you don't hear it. You don't see it. It's it, you yes. blind, you know, and you just, you get, you get used to complaining. So you don't hear it anymore. I always, yes. when I meet people like that, I say to them, okay, you have, let's say you have a, one week in those seven days, or five days, or it doesn't matter how many days you work, but out of the one work week, how many days do you feel joy and happiness going to work? If it's, mm-hmm. let's say here in Denmark, we go to, to work five days. So if I'm happy yeah. five days a week, perfect. Four days is okay. Three days, then you have to pay attention. If you only have two or one day, you have to get another job. It's a waste of time. And you can do the same yes. with your relationship. You can just say 30 days, out of 30 days in a month, how many days am I happy in my relationship? It's so simple. And, and, and how many days do you want to be happy? So, so I want to be happy all, all month. I don't want to have any bad days. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. I will have happy, unhappy moments, but I don't want to have unhappy days. So I don't want to be in a relationship then. So, so we really have to put this awareness in, well, how am I living my life? Am I happy here? Or am I just stuck in the pain because I'm afraid of the change? And and that is one of the things I think we have to pay attention to. The other one is when we bring it all back to basic, really, there's only fear and trust. Okay, so whenever I'm going to make a choice, I can ask myself, am I choosing this out of fear or am I choosing this out of trust? It would be either of these. And, of course, we have to be, be aware to see it. But when we really boil it down to that, it's, it's quite simple because if we choose from fear and we're aware of it, it's no problem. But many, many people choose a lot of things in their life out of fear. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't leave our job because I'm afraid. We don't leave our girlfriend or boyfriend because I'm afraid to be alone. I'm afraid that I'm not good enough. I'm afraid nobody will like me. So we choose so many things out of fear. And if we make a shift, and that is also what I'm, I'm hearing you talking about, if I make a shift, and ask myself, how can I trust more? How can I trust myself? What do I need in order to make progress here, in order to quit my job? Okay, maybe I need some education. Maybe I need uh, some some connections. Maybe I need to save up some money. But then it's more simple to comprehend because I can look at what do I need so I can trust myself and trust life and trust the universe to make this choice. So I always, whenever I make a choice, I ask myself, am I making this choice from fear or from trust? Very mm, true.
0: Yeah. That's great advice. That is a big nuggets of wisdom right there that that you share with us. And thank you for that. And um and yeah, and, and you said it very well. It's like it's simple. Like when you realize how decisions we should make decisions or things should be they should be easy. And I don't know where I heard that if something is really hard and you're trying too hard, and again it may be not what, what you're supposed to be doing. Like hmm. they say, when when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, things will flow in a way that they don't flow when you're kind of working around the current. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah, so
1: sure. I have a mantra in my life, and mm-hmm. it's actually what you're saying. I call it easy is right. I live by it oh. all the time. Hmm. And it's like if you imagine you stand on, on the top of a mountain and you have you have some water running down the mountain. See, I can when, when the water runs down the mountain, when, if, there's a, if there's a rock on the way, the water would kind of run around it. And what we do is we go and we see there's a rock on the way and, and we get out some tools and we start to hit it and need to remove it and it's in my way. I need to struggle now. And, and the way I use E C S right is I always look at, my, at, at whatever life brings me. And if there's a challenge, I ask myself, is this something I need to to fight for? Is this something I need to to work hard with? For example, with my books. You know, when when I wrote the first book, it it was easy. I got an agent in America, but then came the financial crisis and it wasn't easy anymore. So I started writing the second book. And suddenly there were so many things happening in my life that I didn't have time. I didn't have money to continue writing or translating. So I had to wait And I'm a very impatient person, but I waited for, hold on, 12 years. I waited and watched and waited until it was easy again. And in December, 2019, I could film now. Now it's easy. I can take time off to write. And I did. I finished book number three. Suddenly came the COVID. I had time to translate all three books. And as soon as I completed it, I found a guy who could help me market the books. And everything has just been falling into place. And that is easy. So, you know, you have to listen. If if life is stopping you somehow, I always listen and say, well, do I have to, if I struggle, it's not easy. And then I try to open another door. and say, is this the right door? And if that's locked too, I'll just try a third door and say, okay, maybe I have to go over here. Maybe I have to lay off a bit. So for me, easy is always right. If I fight and win, I have lost because I lost myself in the fight. So it's
0: mm. right. Yeah.
1: And it doesn't wow, that's it doesn't, doesn't mean that I just sit on the couch and wait for, for somebody else to take over. It just means nope. that you you listen and you're in tune with the universe and the flow of life and you don't fight because you always I always know that easy is right. never, never ever failed. Mm
0: that it's that is probably you just described the lesson i mean right now like I, and i've realized and i know because and and you have something in your webpage that i know and I, I will have it on the show notes where people can go and also know the essence of their personality type and i think that what you're saying is something you know, very aligned with that because as you have it in your in your page, you know, and we've heard, some of us have heard this before where you are a doer or a changer or a feeler or a thinker. And then depending who you are and what type of personality you are, then maybe you approach life differently, you communicate differently. So I get the feeling like you, I'm a doer too. And I'm somebody that if I know I can get this done, I know. And if, oh, this is not the way, let me see what other way I can get this done. And I know that lately in the chapter I'm in my life, it's almost the universe telling me, I know you can do it, but it's a time to wait. I'm doing for you. yeah. And sometimes the universe and other things have to fall into place and it's not under your control. And to learn to understand when that is happening is very powerful because it also free it frees you too, right? It frees you from that responsibility of, okay, I'm going to take it easy for a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it gives you a lot of freedom because you, you, you let go of the struggle. I had another example, yes. which is really funny, that uh, many years ago, I was, uh, my partner and I had a holiday house and we wanted to sell it because it was too expensive. And, and we put it on the market and then hit the financial crisis and nobody wanted to buy it. So we reduced the price and reduced the price. We did everything we could because we were really going broke. And then suddenly, you know, after two years, it was in the middle of the winter a couple came around and they said, we'll buy it. But it was it was reduced by this time with $50,000. And they said, we want it reduced by another $20,000. And we were like, that's mm. so hard, you know, that is going mm-hmm. to kill us. But still, we wanted to get rid of it. And they said, well, we need a report on the house that everything's fine and uh, there's snow on the roof. So we can't get a report on the condition of the roof and um, so maybe, maybe we don't want to buy it. So I said to, to my partner, I said, let's go and get rid of that snow. How, how hard can it be? So we went out to the holiday house, we got up on the roof and we started to shovel down all the snow. And I was standing there going, what am I doing? And and I said to my partner, I said, this is not easy. This is definitely <laughs> not easy because it will take us hours. And after that, there'll be, you know, ice in the drains And and no, 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 we have to stop. So we stopped, we crawled down, we called the real estate agent and say, well, we'll wait for the snow to, to melt and we'll, hopefully the, the buyers will still be there. took about two weeks. Mm-hmm. The snow was gone. We got the report. We got the agreement in the morning. And as we got it, the real estate agent called us and said, you know what? We just got a new buyer. He will pay the full price if you want to switch over.
0: Oh, my God. That is an incredible story. And I was like, I that is. easy
1: is always That's- right, you know?
0: Yeah. Yes, yes, and the fact that you don't see it, and I've shared this in one of my many episodes. I don't know which one is a uh, uh, there's um, a parable actually in the Bible, uh, but it's it's about the seeds, and I always say, you know sometimes those old books <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the Bible they have good stories, <laughs> and it's about the seed being planted and, the, and growing, and it says, don't believe that because you don't see that seed growing every single day under the earth is mm-hmm. not growing. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean that it's not there and that it's not growing. And that is always something I come back to when I think nothing is happening. I come back to that thought of it's somewhere and I cannot see it, but that doesn't mean it's not growing. And so that's, that goes back to the trust, I think you mentioned before, the trust and the fear. Yeah. And so if you embrace trust, then you embrace those kind of of, of um Let's say stories. Yeah, it's beautiful. So that is incredible. So before asking you what else, what is exciting that maybe you haven't shared, I always give an opportunity to sh- before the end of the interview. But you know, I wanna I wanna touch briefly upon we went both through the inner MBA. Probably the audience doesn't know. I speak I've spoken a little bit about it, but it's a nine month, it was online, but it was transformational experience. And, uh, you know, it sounds I, I had a lot of people like, why on earth would you <laughs> register for nine months on, you know, you have two MBAs. And, and and I say, yeah, but this is about the inner journey. And you mentioned that focus on the inner work, not on the outer work. And uh, so I've shared that for me it was a great experience. And I uh, just want your thoughts into why you decided to enroll in a nine month program that it was all about inner work, and and if you like it or anything you want to share about that, I, I love it. And I the reason I, I, there was two reasons I joined it. One was that
1: you know I teach every single day, I teach other people how to become more aware and live their life more fulfilled. So I thought, well, I also need some inspiration, and I always love to connect with other people that are on the same path as me. So for me, it was also. An opportunity to see what what is happening around the world with this personal development, with consciousness, and and uh, with with people, you know. And the other part was that I knew I was going to publish my book, so for me it was also very important to to connect with people in America to see what is what, what are your life like because I'm I'm here in Europe and and it's quite different here the, the approach. Uh, to life the way we live is, is quite different so for me it was also connecting with with, with you for example and getting to know you mm-hmm. um, was very important and i love both parts of it because i was we, we had these uh, groups where i don't know if you were in a group but we met up with people and mm-hmm. I, I loved that yes. and uh, we still our group is still uh, happening we're meeting tomorrow which is it was amazing so for me the the inner work and getting to know people was was beautiful
0: Yes, I think a lot of people don't realize also that, and I always say that the pandemic has given us this because I'm in telecommunications, the technology, like what we're doing, the Zoom has been there for decades. We could have done this way (laughs) earlier. However, it took a big change. Like what you say, that pain, the pain became bigger because we couldn't go out. So now we have to embrace change. And so now we are using this technology and all of a sudden there's these new opportunities available to us That weren't there before, and where in this program, you yes, we were. There were a lot of us that were based in the U.S., but that there's a lot of people in Africa, in Australia. I mean, I I think you can relate. The people all over the world, and all of a sudden, it's very empowering to say, "Oh, you, Sagar, and me are on the same path, and we can talk about get excited about the same conversation." And that is very empowering, and, and creating that cohort of people that it's uh, really geographically unlimited. Yeah, yeah. that it's incredible. It is incredible, and, and also
1: getting the, the feeling that, that we are so many people that are moving in the same direction, we all want a higher consciousness. You know we want to change the world with what we can change it with, what we have to offer. And I thought that was really, really powerful and, and also to feel it't matter who you talk to in the NIMBA, you could feel this gratitude of, of, of being there, which is beautiful.
0: Yes, and I'm grateful also, as you said, to met, meet you and other people that I met. And, and it's incredible. I think that's why I wanted to bring it so that the audience out there, if you ever think about joining any sort of you know, group, online group, the biggest benefit you will get is the people you're with. If it's a subject or something you're passionate about, you're going to find your tribe. And finding your tribe is something that's so important for inner happiness. Yeah, for sure.
1: And also when we're in a tribe, you know, we inspire each other and we show each other the way. And and I think that that is, I mean, belonging to a tribe is is... It's so basic for the brain and our survival. So, so it, feels, it feels more safe to move forward when, when you're in a tribe, which is beautiful as well. You get the support. Absolutely.
0: So, so tell me about anything else we haven't discussed. You have the books. You're doing so many interesting things. Is there anything exciting, anything you're looking forward to that we haven't discussed that you want to share? You have an open microphone to share it with the audience. Well, I, just a summer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I published three
1: books in six months, which is absolutely amazing. Incredible! So, Congratulations. It's, it's it's just a dream come true for me. And I think if if somebody's wondering, but how do you stick to your dream? And for me, what is really important is that my my dream gives me meaning. It's meaningful for me to to work with my books and share my books. And what I've also done, I haven't told you that I put a I put a, a button on my website where people can actually go and get the book for free. So if my, oh. if any of the listeners want to look, read the life, they can actually just go and download it totally free. And that is something I like That's... to offer because I think for me, sharing awareness is 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 the most important thing. So so if people would like to read the book, it's there for free to uh, to enjoy and to dive into wow. and uh, hopefully find some inspiration. So
0: yeah. That is so generous of you. And, and you're making me think of something else, which is, in my case, also with the podcast. And, and, the, the, and, and I've shared this again for my loyal audience. But a lot of people get very upset when they say, how, do you, how are you making money out of your podcast? And, and they get so upset when I say, I don't. I just do it because I love it. Yeah. I love to inspire people. I love to pass that goodness. And so to hear you say, you know, my book is there. Go get it for free. You know, there's a generosity. There's something also in being aware and and wanting to create this goodness in the world that is consistent with a lot of the people I've had on the show in terms of they they just want to share the good news. They just want to share the inspiration. And it's very inspiring because then you have to, sometimes you have to move in a world where in my normal job, I move in the world of the money and people just, being greedy and and just being connecting that goodness in certain industries is very difficult. Yeah. And and so it's just refreshing to hear things like, you know, you sharing your book for free. Of course, it would be in the show notes so that uh, I definitely will look it up because I'm now very curious about the story. And so, uh, you know, the last question of all my shows, it's about what makes you reconnect to what makes you tick, like Besides the writing, besides all these things that you are excited about, what other things in your life make you tick and make you reconnect with your true essence?
1: My family. My family is is so important to me. You know, when I go out a lot, I'm I'm a lot with people. I'm I'm giving a lot to other people because I love giving. And what makes balance and makes my life whole is to be with my my partner and my two boys, and you know, just be with them, be present, and. Go into nature, enjoy a movie together, whatever we do. But but that's kind of balanced to me, going out and going in, mm. and, and being out and being at home. So so, I, I, mm, I, I love yeah, it. that's just the most important thing to me.
0: Well, no wonder why you're doing great. No wonder why you have the conviction you have, and uh, you just shine. And I thank you so much for being part of Back to Basics and for this chat. And I'm sure that uh, you've inspired me, and I'm sure you inspire. a lot lot of people in my audience. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you. It's wonderful to to be on your show. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. And everybody, I hope uh, you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, bye-bye. You've been listening to Back to Basics. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite streaming platforms. This is the best gift you can give us. Join me next week for another Back to Basics conversation. And if you want to find out about other exciting things I'm working on, visit LeticiaLatino.com. Thank you and until the next time.